Welcome to another episode of Stock Market Today. It is February 12th, 2024, and this is Justin Nielsen here with you, along with David Saito-Chung. How are you doing, Dave? Doing great. Great to be with you, Justin. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. It's great to have you on. Uh, so we're going to be filling in for Ali a little bit here, and we're going to go over a market that was hitting new highs, but then kind of came back in a little bit. And Dave has some stocks for us. What do you got for us today? Well, as always on this show, we we strive for three. I think uh, we have we have good good luck with three. So let's let's uh, stick with Monday.com. MNDY is the ticker. Had earnings news. We also are going to cover PHM, which is Pulte Group, a major player in home building, and then finish off with a energy play, also in the news, Diamondback Energy, F-A-N-G. Sounds good. Well, first, let's go ahead and take a look at the indexes. Looks like the S&P 500 was down about a tenth of a percent. NASDAQ composite down three tenths of a percent. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, that was up about three tenths of a percent. And the Russell 2000, well, that was leading today with a gain of one and three quarters percent. Uh, so I'm going to pull up the NASDAQ composite right now. And uh, Dave, I would love to get your, your thoughts here. We crossed that 16,000 level on the NASDAQ composite, and then it looked like we got turned away a little bit after a really strong week last week. Uh, what's what's your thoughts here? I think we've seen this kind of action before, especially when you hit these nice, round, juicy numbers, right? 16,000. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. At the high of the session, we were co coming close to something like about 0 0.7, 0 0.8% away from doing an all-time high for the NASDAQ, uh, which goes back to the end of 2021. Uh, I believe it was 16,212. So that's uh, correct. Yeah, that, that's a that's a bullish uh, uh, look at what's going on. But clearly, there's always going to be some profit taking. And I think uh, it's very possible to imagine algorithmic traders uh, or, or other funds to say, you know, 16,000 is a good good area to be locking in, especially index-related gains. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the extension here that we have? I mean, that's that's one of the things we've been pointing out. A lot of stocks extended from their 50-day moving average lines. Um, but every time we say, gosh, the NASDAQ looks extended, these stocks look extended, they just keep on going. This is quite a bull market, Justin, right? And we haven't had these this kind of good vibes from both the indexes and the growth stocks uh, for quite a while. I, I want to say it feels different even from the 2020 post-pandemic or that uh, big rebound that happened uh, in the midst of the COVID pandemic. I, I feel like more it, it has the, the sort of elements of what we might have seen at the end of the 2008-2009 bear market or even going back further, the 2000-2002 tech uh, uh, crumbling of the dot-com bubble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and both of those uh, time periods were very strong rallies after devastating losses uh, in those bear markets. I mean, the Nasdaq was down, what, 79% uh, right. in dot-com crash and about 57% for both the S&P 500 and Nasdaq after the great financial crisis. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, strong bounces happen after bear markets, and we certainly had our share of a bear market uh, in 2022. And um, 
you know, a, a pretty lengthy one, considering that a lot of growth stocks really topped in 2021. Uh, let's take a quick yeah, look at the know, S&P. And, oh, yeah. And ahead. also, I want to stay on that NASDAQ chart because this is another point before we go to S&P. Sorry about that, Justin. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm really glad that we're looking at not only daily charts, but the monthly and then the weekly charts. And, you know, the pullback that happened the first week of January for the NASDAQ was was uh, significant, especially, yeah, it looked quite scary on the, on the daily chart. But you can see on the weekly chart, it was just confined to one week. And we you know, respected that red moving average, the 10-week moving average on that weekly chart, which was uh, very, very important to watch because in general, we, we, we see healthy markets getting pullbacks to the 10-week line, but not sharply below them. And uh, since then, it, it, it's been really remarkable. So you know, maybe we can say the same for the S&P 500. Yeah. And I mean, we have had 14 out of the last 15 weeks up. We'll see how this week uh, plays out. But yeah, why don't we go ahead and take a look at the S&P 500? Um, This is in new high territory. Uh, It reached that, you know, after crossing 4818. just a couple of weeks ago. And so now we've extended above 5,000 for the first time. And uh, again, this is one holding the 50 day moving average line, holding the 21 day moving average line. Uh, not, not much going wrong here. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, especially if you've been buying really, really high quality stocks uh, coming out of bases uh, several in the past two or three months, you're, you're definitely being rewarded. This is exactly the type of uh, index action you want to see. At this point, you know, we, we want to now focus our attention on the uh, sell signals that might arise so that we do lock in uh, the, the gains at the right time, but still also uh, give that, uh, let that door uh, stay open for, 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 for potential uh, further upside. Yeah, you have to worry about the drawdowns that can happen in any normal pullback, even like what we saw at the beginning of the year. But at the same time, as you said, you don't want to shut yourself off to the potential for even greater gains. Um, look, taking a look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I mean, yes, it's only thirty stocks, but uh, it seems like the blue chips are, you know, doing very well. This is also in new high territory along with the S and P five hundred, and uh, was actually kind of the first to get there, but. It ha- hadn't really corrected as much uh, as as some of the other indexes either. I think that's a, an important point. Uh, another point to consider is that the earnings season for the fourth quarter have actually been quite pleasant for the blue chips. So, as an example, we look at JPM, uh, mm-hmm. a great bellwether for Wall Street and lending, and you can see that. Uh, the volatility was certainly there around the earnings. We have an arrow showing you the EPS. Uh, in mid-January, right? They were one of the first blue chip companies to report fourth quarter results, but it dusted itself off, uh, uh, you know, after a few down days, and uh, it looks like it could be even forming some kind of shelf pattern, which might uh, provide a new entry point. And then let's look at Cat Caterpillar in in the uh, heavy construction uh, and mm-hmm. mining, as well as agriculture. They also even have a a, a role to play in oil fields with their generators and. So Caterpillar is a very interesting stock to to watch. And that stock had moved up ahead of earnings and kept going, which is quite impressive. That recent pullback uh, to, you know, I think it was around 215 or so, that, that seemed like it was forming some kind of a little mini base on top of the longer base. And uh, this is exactly what you want to see, not just in tech stocks, but any, any kind of uh, large cap, small cap, or mid cap. 
Mm -hmm. And speaking of small caps, got to look at the Russell 2000. That got above 2000 uh, last week. And you can look at the weekly chart and see that it tried to do that a number of times here in the past. Um, it, you know, had a couple weeks above there uh, just, you know, <laughs> earlier, you know, a, a few months ago, but couldn't hold it. You think this one is the one that sticks? I would... I would, uh, I would hope so. I, um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to uh, stick my neck out. And say I, I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but it is encouraging in a positive market environment. And I would like to highlight Justin and looking at the 197 industry groups that uh, a number of laggard groups uh, also participated in today's rally. They, they ranged from agricultural chemicals, uh, Midwest banks, leisure products media, TV, and radio. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. we have a big election, right? I mean, these uh, TV and radio stocks are also uh, rising. Solar, home furnishings, it's a pretty broad market. Uh, don't let me also ignore telecom infrastructure and basic chemicals. So all of these, comp all these industries prob probably have some uh, decent small and mid-cap names uh, that are helping driving this. So in other words, uh, you know, the, the, the tech, uh, the, the big cap tech, companies clearly making their presence known in like the S&P and the NASDAQ. But I think the Russell and uh, to some extent, the mid cap 400, which mm -hmm. we like to look at through MDY, uh, an ETF covering the S&P 400, uh, goes to show, if, if anything, that people are putting money to work in, in equities. Yeah. And that's really important amid kind of just a relatively flat action in other markets, whether it's uh, gold, uh, bonds have not really moved that much, even though yields have gone up. It's really equities are, to me, are still the main the main show. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's it's worth mentioning, you know, that that MDY, the Spider S and P Mid Cap 400 ETF. Uh, this looks kind of like a breakout here from uh, a little a little consolidation. So strong action there. You mentioned that some of the you know areas uh, that were out of favor. Uh, getting a little love today. Uh, utilities, I, I would put that as, you know, one of those sectors. Uh, if you go a little bit broader from the industry groups, um, that was the the big winner today. So certainly one of those beaten down areas and XLE. And you're going to talk a little bit about uh, one of the stocks there. But let's go ahead and uh, just kind of finish this up with uh, zero TNX. Um, sure. The 10 year treasury, just because a lot of folks are looking at this 10 year treasury yield. Yeah, I think uh, after just in fact, uh, about an hour ago, talking with uh, uh, a veteran bond fund manager, uh, Cindy Beaulieu is CIO for North America at Conning, a large institutional asset uh, manager and, and consultant to pension funds. Uh, uh, I got the sense that from her that the, the, the bond market is showing a little bit of a correction in terms of expectations for four to six rate high uh, rate cuts this year might be a little overblown. And when obviously when you cut interest rates uh, by the Fed, you expect bonds to go up and the yields to go down. Our chart is showing that the yield on the 10-year has been slowly creeping higher, uh, which is showing you know diminished expectations for those four to six rate cuts. Uh, Cindy Beaulieu at Conning uh, believes, uh, along with her team, that we'll probably only have two to three rate cuts as uh, being indicated by uh, the so-called uh, summary of economic projections from the Fed. It's called also nicknamed the dot plot and that they wouldn't really be happening until perhaps the second half of the year. Uh, 
this is a very important chart to keep an eye on because uh, the, 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 the level of the cost of money has so much implications for, for equity markets. And therefore, we're going to be, you know, continuing to watch this uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. And certainly what we saw in the last few weeks here is a little bit more, uh, let's say, volatility in the yield than you normally expect. Yeah. Uh, looked looked more like a stock instead of <laughs> the, the slow and sleepy bonds. Uh, let's go ahead and turn our attention to some stocks, shall we? Uh, and we can start yes. with Monday.com. And this is uh, one, you know, look, earnings is still, you know, earnings are still coming out on a number of companies, even though the bulk of them are done. And Monday.com, they don't all win. <laughs> That's right. And can't can't expect a gain on every day of the week. Uh, uh, we, we've been talking about this one on IBD Live, as you know, Justin, and, and partly because it's part of a, a great group. Uh, I wanted to highlight this one because it just goes to show how how uh, earnings can can uh, really uh, inject a lot of uh, volatility into a stock, especially when with one that rose so sharply four days in a row ahead of this Monday morning's results. And evidently, uh, you know, our uh, one of our uh, video uh, uh, producers and uh, executives uh, who also wrote the Market DM newsletter, uh, Alexis Garcia, noted that uh, the, the drop behind Monday.com was likely due to a soft first quarter sales outlook. I haven't had a chance to really look at all the numbers, but it would probably make a lot of sense that the company... Uh, is really, really, really priced to the hilt. You know, uh, uh, valuation in terms of PE is more than five times that of the S&P 500, um, even after this 10% drop. Uh, on the other hand, you know, this uh, the stock is still finding uh, support at a key level, which is that 10-day, uh, excuse me, the 10-week moving average on that weekly chart. Uh, the 50-day moving average is still below it, uh, below the price, which is uh, indication that the stock... Uh, you know, had a really, really strong run and, and the 50-day line is trying to catch up with it. So, you know, I think for those who have conviction in the company, uh, you can continue to hold it uh, so long as it doesn't uh, doesn't force you to, you know, take uh, a, a, a full round trip of any gains you might have from the breakout near 189. But it also shows how uh, in some of the stocks that you trade, it does make sense to take some profits, especially when you're up 20 to 25 percent, uh, in the case of you know Monday.com, that was pretty much you know in, in that uh, I, I guess it's going to be that 230 to 240 uh, level, and that, I think that was a, a good area to take profits, even uh, as you're waiting for for the earnings to come. Mm -hmm. And we do on MarketSmith kind of uh, put that in a green shaded area from the breakout. So you kind of know exactly where that 20 to 25% profit zone is. Uh, so a really helpful thing about pattern recognition there. Uh, let's turn our attention to Pulte Homes. The home builders, uh, a lot of them were kind of uh, going, you know, going sideways for a while, relative strength coming down. I do have a position in this myself. Um, and we we put Lennar on Swing Trader today. So uh, talk to us about the relative strength not being at its peak, but you take that step back to the weekly chart, and uh, it really did hold those gains pretty well. Yeah, that's that's a great point uh, regarding that relative strength line, Justin. And what I see uh, on the weekly chart in terms of Pulte's relative strength line is that one, yes, it's dipped for a few weeks, maybe about a month at most, but it hasn't dipped very much. Right. The overall trend of the relative strength line in terms of its outperformance versus the S&P 500 uh, still looks healthy to me. 
when the RS line is still making higher highs and higher lows on this chart, then it reflects power uh, in in the stock and leadership. And I think, uh, you know, the stock uh, had an, a tremendous move uh, in the second half of 2022 through uh, the roughly, I think it, it must have been July, August of 2023. And you look at that area of the chart, the relative strength line was fantastic. I mean, it, it clearly broke a long trend line, uh, um, you know, in, in the relative strength line, trended higher for uh, roughly six, seven months, and then took a break uh, as other sectors really caught fire, you know, especially chips and software and uh, some some apparel retail and whatnot. Now, uh, you know, we had a breakout <clears throat> uh, from a, a recent cup with handle. I believe that buy point was 84.25. When it broke out uh, past that, then the relative shrink line acted uh, strong again and hit new highs. So I think uh, the relative shrink line is, is fine. The reason why we want to talk about this one is because <clears throat> it is now taking a little breather around the 10-week moving average, which can be a good area to add uh, some shares to your winning position, uh, a smaller position, hopefully, than your initial position because you want to pyramid up and don't cause your average cost uh, in the stock to uh, rise too rapidly. Uh, you mentioned that you have Pulte. Um, I'm also investing in some uh, names in this area too. And uh, when you see a stock that you like and other stocks in the group are acting well, you should have even more confidence to, to go long. Mm -hmm. And what's kind of nice about this is it wasn't so much a pullback to that 50-day moving average line or the 10-week moving average line as it was a pause, letting that line catch up to it. Uh, so it, it kind of it, it it ends up being the same kind of thing in terms of your distance to the 10-week moving average line, but it's a lot right. nicer when you don't have to suffer the drawdown <laughs> if, as, as something comes in sharply. Um, speaking of drawdowns, uh, the oil stocks, I mean, those have really kind of not been participating. Um, this is, uh, you know, when we talk about FANG stocks, we usually are talking about your big tech, but this is actually FANG in terms of Diamondback Energy. Uh, with uh, in the oil and gas U.S. explorers and producers area has been in a downtrend lately, but man, what a move today! What was happening? Yes, uh, they announced a very surprise acquisition. I, I think it was close to twenty-eight billion uh, worth of a privately held company, Endeavor. Not, not to be confused with the entertainment side of of the, the industry, you know, uh, of the market, uh, but. Uh, this uh, this just fur further solidifies their uh, position uh, within uh, a very highly productive area of the United States in terms of oil and gas. And, you know, America has risen to the top uh, in terms of production and, and, and exporting uh, oil and gas, uh, which is still a critical part of our energy picture. And so I wanted to bring this one up because it, it, it was kind of a, a big surprise that's you know, among the biggest winners of the day, it included mm -hmm. this large cap oil and gas exploration uh, group member, 29 billion market cap. And so if you can imagine, right, if they, if they bought another company that's almost the same size and the stock uh, has such a positive reaction uh, as the ac as the acquiring company, you got to you got to think, well, wow, maybe there's something really uh, astute about this this decision by Diamondback Energy's management. 
And I think the weekly chart is is uh, going to be really one interesting to watch because we've had uh, three bases form, or even actually four, according to Matt Marcus Smith pattern recognition, going back to uh, the spring of 2022, and none of the breakouts produced anything uh, worth uh, boasting about. But now, finally, we have uh, potential for this stock to actually make a, a a really good move for investors and you know, you take the top of the most recent base at 171 and draw a trend line uh, across a recent high near 161. Uh, arguably, you had a trend line breakout here, and uh, if if it works, it should not it should not go back below 160 and should continue to make its way into new high ground. So, you know, we want to keep an eye on the possibility that the market will see more sector rotation. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, go all in on, on oil and gas. You can see that the group uh, is, is one of the worst performers in terms of six month price performance, 179th out of 197. But, you know, these, these moves uh, reflect changes that, that, that could grow over time. Yeah, absolutely. I, and again, especially with so many things being extended, uh, you might expect a little bit of mean reversion, which means that you could get that mean reversion on the opposite side, those things that have been beaten down a little bit coming back. So uh, definitely something to watch. And as you said, be open to it. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you so much, David, for all your comments and joining us uh, for, for this episode. And for those of you that are interested in kind of learning more as we are trading during the market hours, uh, please join us on IBD Live. We start up 10 minutes before the open at 6.20 Pacific time, 9.20 Eastern, and we go for a full hour and a half plus. Tomorrow, we're going to have David Ryan in the hot seat. Uh, he joins us every Every week on Tuesdays, he is a three-time U.S. investing champion and a former protege of the founder of Investors Business Daily, Bill O'Neill. So it's always great to get his thoughts. Uh, and again, hopefully you can learn a lot from this um, these episodes. Uh, that's our goal, to provide education along with the education we provide here every day on Stock Market Today. So thank you for joining us and hope you join us again tomorrow after the close. Bye-bye now. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.